Welcome, welcome back, everybody, to the new season of the Shoots and Ladders podcast. My name is Pat, joined by my lovely co-host, Jen. Hello. That is... Hello. <laughs> some energy. I don't remember. I feel like it's important for us to... You know, each time that we come in here to reflect on the importance... I think it's important to reflect on the importance. Jesus. Of, what we're doing here. What are we doing here? Well, in my hand, I'm holding a WrestleMania figure. And I will just read to you what it says in the back of the figure. And hopefully that'll inspire us to get ready, to get our mindsets. You guys at home, get your mindsets together. This is an elite collection Mattel wrestling figure. It has some career highlights of the person. Um, they were a WWE champion. They were an intercontinental champion. And they were a WWE Hall of Fame inductee. Six foot one, 225. Six, three, two, fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> no, not 6'3", 215. He's 225. 6'1", two, He's actually smaller and yet also bigger at the same time right. than our last president. Bigger in one way and smaller in another. He is not your boy toy. No. But at WrestleMania 9, the Heartbreak Kid was your defending Intercontinental Champion against Tatanka. I'm holding a WrestleMania Shawn Michaels figure with the Build-A-Box or Build-A-Figure of Paul Ellering and Rocco. And that is where we find ourselves, everyone. We find ourselves post-WrestleMania 9, post-King of the Ring, talking again about the happenings, the comings and goings of the WWE in June of 1993. Jen? We took a break. We did. Life, <laughs> life came at us very fast. Unfortunately, some of the non-monetized portions of it, which include uh, re-watching wrestling and discussing it, had to be left a little bit by the wayside. You know what the great thing is, though? Is that it's always there for you when you want to come back to it and you have the time. It's not going anywhere. The time and energy, I might add. So this is a special welcome back episode. This is, I think this would be considered season two or season three. Um, this is actually season three. Okay. Season three. Well, so like, okay, this is a thing we haven't really talked about too much off the air because you suggested making it season three because it's January. Fresh year, fresh season. Mm -hmm. In my mind, the seasons correlated, correlated, I said that really weird, with the year we're going over, but because I'm a nice person, <laughs> I will make this season three. Well, one of my favorite shows in the 2000s. So when I stopped watching um, the subject matter we're discussing now, so I went away to college, stopped watching the WWE. One of the things that I picked up a couple years after college was a little show called 24. And there were 24 episodes. So I like the idea that a season is like maybe 24 episodes, right? So you figured maybe... I remember when I met you, you were obsessed with 24. Loved 24. Loved it. Loved watching it. Loved that storytelling. To be fair, if you like 24, you probably also um, like this format of storytelling too. And professional wrestling, you like how it's just... If you leave, you miss something, but you can just sort of jump back in because there's going to be a lot of the same, right? Our character in 24, Jack Bowers, is going to be screaming a lot at a lot of people. 
He's going to be doing a lot of things. Like once he's on screen, it's the same kind of. I never. I don't think I've ever take. watched a full episode of Twenty Four. Well, just like I you, know what it was. Like I know it's like twenty four hours of the season. Just like you didn't watch the Attitude Era when it was on. I mean, um, there's always time to you go don't back. Have to throw me under any. There's always. I, I watched it now. There's always I'm time to up. go back. I'm caught up. There's always time to go back to twenty four. One season, one day, twenty four hour time period. I'm good. I'm. Well, having said that, guys, <laughs> we are going to briefly, briefly, as we dip our toes back into that big pond. We're going to talk about the Superstars episode that we watched a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Jen mm-hmm. rewatched it again recently. And the Monday Night Raw, which of all Monday Night Raws, I think at this point now, I've seen it like four times in the past six months attempting to get ready for this podcast. <laughs> keep trying to get... I think there was actually a time, guys, where <laughs> I think we started recording this. We did. But I was so over the weather, as were you. In terms of uh, the level of alcohol consumption whilst watching it, that what we made was a jarbled mess. We should have just released it and then maybe we'd be cruising into the 1994. Well, what we're going to... But it's it's not happening. I mean, that's... What we are going to try to do is we are going to try to cover a lot more ground uh, faster by, you know, releasing some more episodes, maybe. So we're going to start today. With this one. We'll see what happens. We're gonna we're gonna definitely try for one a week. Released on Tuesdays. Um if not, maybe some special ones sprinkled in, special discussions, because I cannot wait for July fourth. I cannot wait oh, for the slam oh, I can't wait it's for coming. all oh, these this? events. This is like this is the precursor. So this is what you couldn't wait for though when we started. You kept saying you couldn't wait for a Razor Ramon one, two, three kid. And this is the climax of that no it's not because what it is is this is in the parlance of our times right to use (laughs) language that needs to matter this is um and if you're out there and you're listening and i know you are (laughs) this is like 14 year old youth group sex this is just like this is (laughs) oh no this is just like this this is just heavy petting. This is heavy petting. It's it's not real, okay? It's it's we're just not. We're we're all devoted we're all devoted people, just like Shawn Michaels, we're all born again. And this is just heavy petting. This is not this isn't real. This isn't the real deal, okay, when we get to this. What happens here is is as you would like to say, some silly goose shit. Right? <laughs> there's no penetration, there's nothing. It's just it's it, <laughs> It's oh just, my God. it's not. Everybody's still virginal at the end of this episode. Razor Ramon's still lost. A so few many weeks inappropriate ago. metaphors. Just, just all just flung out all there. All the sex metaphors. It's really not that inappropriate. It's, it's I actually get it. It's really silly. not. It's not. It's yeah, fine. We, we haven't really done anything negative. We're not talking about anything. Mm-hmm. We're just, we're just talking about, we're just talking about promise rings. I'm promised this match is what I'm promised, but that's not what I get. But let's start on the Superstars episode. Quick rundown. Uh, I think going forward, what we're going to do is we're going to maybe try to like, uh, we're going to, yeah, play with the format a bit. We're going to play with the we're format. We're not going to right now. I don't think. No, right now I'm just going to run down these matches because real quick. we're really not as prepared as we should be. We just need to get this out so we can, we can continue. Yeah. Um, so I did watch this recently. Okay. Give me a rundown. Give me your thoughts. Oh no, I'm not giving you a rundown. You're going to give the rundown. But what I will give you is that. Jerry Lawler is wearing a crazy, crazy outfit. What's he wearing? He's wearing, like, 
it's it's like instead of his normal robe bullshit, it's like a like a black and red like X a, like across his whole body type. Like like he's like a I guess a crazier medieval king. You know what I mean? Could this have anything to do with uh, maybe making fun of Bret Hart? Because he I don't think so. Not the real king. There's only one true king. It could have to do with it was literally just a king of the ring, and maybe that's I don't I don't know. But it looks crazy. Like it just isn't his normal style. Like he's wearing no shirt with this like a big X in front of like. Off the top of your head, when was this episode? And it's filmed? red and black. When was this filmed? Oh, am I supposed to guess? Yeah, I said off the top of your head. Oh. Okay. As you stare at your eyes. No, I, it it doesn't say. It doesn't say. Um. Uh, well, it was released June 19th, so what was it, like June 5th? May 24th. So before The King of the Ring, this episode was filmed. Right, well, I mean, and to be clear, Jerry Lawler's not there, he's green screened on. Oh, no, 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 okay. I, I don't I don't disagree. Okay. <laughs> it's just, some of these, it, it's just funny with the timeline, right? So some of these are pushing older, you know, it's, this is just pushing older stuff, you know, you want to rewatch that King of the Ring, get that pay-per-view by, got to know what's happening. That's the Superstars episode. Me too. There's nothing really happening here in terms of pushing our main storylines. That's going to happen on Monday Night Raw. Well, that's not that's not true. There's matches here that push our main storyline. Oh no, I thought no, there's commentary. There's an announcement. Of course there's commentary. There's an announcement that there's going to be a, a contest. Proclamation. A proclamation. Yeah, a contest to slam Yokozuna. Who could come to that contest? Any American athlete. Professional athlete. Professional athlete. Right. You, 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 you can't have to specify. Go you can't be, just go and be an... This is an American Gladiators tryouts. You can't be in 10th right? grade on varsity fucking basketball. Which, mind you, when we watched that American Gladiators episode, I really had no idea when we watched the Netflix documentary that they were just taking any anyone. You're like, yo, I work in computers. And you're like, but I'm going to go try out for American Gladiators. You People had to get through the up. tryouts. You had to be like a muscle person. But the tryouts were crazy. But I'm just saying, they were taking like anybody. It's pretty crazy. Like if you could compete there, like p 90 they had shit. people go through it's just crazy what they had people do with zero concerns for anybody's well-being or safety so having said that fucking crazy having said that they did not take iron workers from pittsburgh you couldn't show up to body slam yokozuna am i an iron worker from pittsburgh no but iron workers from pittsburgh remember that's like the people that started the american gladiators games oh no i didn't remember that oh yes now i do now i do, now I do. right it's just like a bunch of iron workers <laughs> that are like fuck it we're gonna get drunk and just see who could th- who, who could just push the other one out of a oh, ring God. like it was yeah, wild you, if you haven't seen the american gladiators muscles of mayhem muscles of mayhem mm-hmm. was that, that's on netflix right yep you need to do yourself a favor because if you're listening to this podcast obviously you like wrestling and old wrestling tom foolery like entertainment it. if you like tom, tom foolery entertainment yeah. muscles and mayhem and let me tell you how it how it connects because this is a muscles and mayhem type thing so the the, the proclamation yes the gauntlet right. is thrown down but you have to be a professional you can't just be you know local dock worker and show up and be like yo i got big arms i'm gonna slam this man you have to be a professional obviously we're trying to get a nice profile here for a card the people, carrying professional athlete for the people that are going to attempt this slam Right, I would imagine if you are a bodybuilder, you you might catch Vince's eye. He might let you in. He might let you do it. So having said that, that proclamation has been thrown down. We're going to hear about that for the next couple weeks uh, with our episodes that we're watching. Quick rundown. So in the future, probably our next episode, we're going to debut our new format. We're workshopping a little bit, but basically we're just going to kind of talk about 
what we liked. You know, maybe one or two matches could stay. One or two matches got to go. And where else we are in between. Just to kind of talk, just to kind of maybe rank these and talk about them a little bit more. So the duds, just, we can just kind of, these squash matches, just let you know, squash matches. There is nothing here. Go ahead. So I did something that I haven't done before when I watched this, just the superstars, not the raw. And like I was working while I had it on, so I didn't really watch it as much as I listened to it. Which is a great way to go about all this, by the way. I've done that a lot. Yeah, I think I, I think unfortunately, if you really want to do a podcast, you kind of have to watch it. But I think I'll also pop it on while I'm working and listen to it because you. D there's so many things in the commentary that like. But let me ask you this: How many people are actually going to listen to this podcast that they're also going to go and do the research? I don't think as many as you think. I think we're the only ones doing oh, the no, research. So for I think they're just listening to it for funsies. Right. So it's like that. It, it almost like that telephone game level is kind of good sometimes because if you're actually trying to just sit there and overanalyze everything, like I said, you're talking about things that happened before other things. It's silly. I mean, remember our superstars before King of the Ring? We still had Giant Gonzalez running around like an animal. He's in this Superstars too. He's still what? running around. He he didn't. There's a flashback to that. Like I know he's still relevant. But he's also not relevant. But he's still relevant. R.I.P. Giant Gonzalez. <laughs> so we had all duds, smoking guns. Um, I'm sorry, all duds. I I'm listing the duds. Smoking guns defeated Reno Riggins and Scott Taylor. Tatanka against Mike Davis. Lex Luger against Phil Apollo. Crush against Joey Tempest. And our man, the 90s king, Adam Bomb. <laughs> 90s king. With Johnny Polo against Jerry Seavey. Seve? Seavey. It is 1993. Tell me what is more 90s right now than the Adam Bomb look. That is 90s, like, new school tattoo look, right? What? It's just like, it's like he looks, cause he's like, he's got like the blood, like the, the red kind of blood. And it's like, it's like, it just looks like a, like a neon tattoo sticker. He looks that, crazy. Yeah. He looks crazy. He looks nice. And Vince just yelling, I've never seen a man with eyes like that before. Yeah. He must've really been the through eyes, it. The whole, even, he, even like his, his like singlet oh, outfits are just like a little different real. color. Like you, you're going to sit here and tell me that the smoking guns look like they're out of the nineties. Like they look like they're out of Wrangler's jeans commercial. For the holidays in 1984. They do come out and shoot guns, which would not fly the, the, these days. No, they shoot not cap this, guns. Although, shout out. Shout out to uh, Billy and Bart. We do love you guys here on the podcast. Billy especially. I mean, we're here we for daddy ass. We do love Billy and Bart. Yeah, we're here. I love Bart too. I feel bad for Bart. I, I don't feel bad for Bart. I, I love you, Bart. You were a great part of my childhood. I don't know where you went. Shout out, Bart Gun. You didn't see the... Anyway, the dark side of the ring about the... Um... No, I know where he went, okay. but but Billy Gunn could come to my town. You know what I mean? He could be daddy ass. So, the one that I'm saying we're going to keep around because we're stuck with it is the Virgil-Bastion Booger match. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Virgil comes out and I'm like, oh, Virgil's going down. I haven't seen this guy win a match now and I don't know how long. And tell, tell everybody what happened. And then happened. the Boog comes out. And, uh, Virgil wins. Virgil somehow wins, which is unbelievable. And then the bug says rematch next week. So then he'll probably lose. We, we know this. Shout out, Virgil. 
What is your favorite thing? See, like, I, I like the fryer more than I like Bastion Booger. Like, I don't know how we had to go from one to the other. Like, the fryer was around for, like, two seconds. I know. And then he was immediately repackaged as Bastion Booger. Like, why couldn't we just stay at the I fryer? don't know why we had to just go grotesque with it. I, I don't know. I don't really understand. I don't... I don't know either. I mean... But I'm glad it happened because it is just unfucking believable that this was a, a character on TV. Were there any shout outs, any bad references, anything that you took from this episode of Superstars you want to share? Did, it, did anybody put their foot so far in their mouth mm. that they're canceled? I, if they are, I mean, Lawler L- L- was canceled a few times. He's always been canceled, but yeah, that's part he of says some real plan. fucked up stuff about like Tatanka and you know, just, just a lot. But basically, this this episode existed so they can talk about two things. Come at me. The Stars and Stripes Challenge with, by the way, which, by the way, Vince came up with the name during the Bashenberger Virgil Max. That That's what we should call it because Lawler wanted to call it the Rising Sun Challenge. Um, I think that that's a lie. I, I, I agree, but I also... You're just a reporter. I'm just a reporter. So it's basically talking about the Stars and Stuff Stripes Challenge and Lawler just shitting all over Bret Hart. We're just talking about Bret Hart and we're building that feud through commentary. Um, King of the Rings behind know. us, but you should still you should still order on your you, local pay-per-view. The thing is, if you haven't seen it, you've got to see it. And if you've seen it, then you know how good it is and you should just watch it again. That's the thing. I agree. Isn't it crazy that they would charge you twice? That's the thing, too. Is like, but Like, who's paying for it twice? Rich kids. Really? You think rich kids are paying for that? That's why you just pay for the video when it comes out. I would totally, like, you know, that's where I watched most of my pay-per-views. I don't think I really watched a... I, know, don't, I, I, would I saw like a couple. I saw would really, a couple. I would really actually like to know if anyone... I would. Shout out. If you're there, hit us up. At BeckyLeftTheChat at gmail.com. Tell I us, just, is it a rich kid or is it a, is I just, just got them taped off pay-per-view from someone else. I that's never what I'm even, saying. That's I don't even I think I ever got them live. I don't know. Maybe once or twice, but... Yeah, I don't. I can't can't say I would remember. I I don't. So we're going to put a pin in that Superstars. We reserve the right to come back to it at any point. But for now, we're going to move right along to the June 21st, 1993 edition of WWF Monday Night Raw. On the mic, Vino Mac. Yep. Robert Heenan. Macho Man Randy Savage. Mm -hmm. That's him. Three-man booth. We lost in season two. We lost our man. (laughs) Jen's fave. I can't remember his name. I also can't remember his name. I'm waiting for you to say it. I'm like, oh, no, you don't remember it. And it's that. It's that quick. It happens just like that. Bye. These are our gentlemen on the mic. We only have... Four matches. And there's a reason for that. (laughs) We have a two out of three falls match that was hyped up before between Marty Jannetty and Doink. Sandwiched in between our Steiner brothers, who are our WWF champion. Mr. Hughes in a squash match. Mr. Hughes, three-minute squash match. Boom. If you are a fan of Mr. Hughes, shout out Mr. Hughes. 
shouting a lot of people out because we're back this season. You really can get the shout outs. Uh, If you're a fan of Mr. Hughes' wrestling, his wrestling attire, wrestling in the business suit, he Mm -hmm. is a bodyguard for bodyguard for hire. Bodyguard. He's available. Mm -hmm. He is currently carrying the Undertaker's urn. Which he stole through a bunch of chicanery. And um, Paul Bearer, he's out of commission. Because of the urn stealing incident of 1993. Harvey's yelling with his crazy raspy voice all, all about it. And Giant Gonzalez has been dumped for Mr. Hughes, who currently has the urn. I have a feeling that urn one day may be revealed to be the source of the Undertaker's power, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. also mm-hmm. could be melted down into a gold chain that's three times the size of the urn. So we'll wait and see how that all works. I'm going to go ahead and just take that match yeah. and throw it away. Okay. Right, Ste- in, right in the garbs. Right in the garbage. Steiner okay. Brothers match. Yeah. It was fine. Yes. We're talking about the singles, talking about the attires. Shout out to the boys. They clearly, in my opinion, I'm going to say it right now, because I'm just going to call it when I see it this season. I'm not fucking around. I'm going to call it when I see it. They had the best attire. The the Steiners. They have singlets. Is it the earmuffs? But they're neon singlets. That just make no sense. They're, they're fine. There's always numbers and shit. And I was and trying triangles. To, it looks I, like the beginning of Say by the Bell. Yeah, and like I'm talking to you and I'm like, man, these guys were like wrestlers. And so they wore like a solid singlet. And here they are just with these neon singlets. Like you have to be from like late eighties, early nineties. It's just wild. Wild stuff. They're just out here. Mullets. Earmuffs. I but love also, it. Like, if I liked, you, I if really you, liked the Steiners. If you younger. saw the Steiner brothers, like what other tag team have we seen that like they look like they could actually match up with them? They're such big dudes. Like they're big human beings. Well, that's why they're the champs right now. But they're just, that's why they're champs like always because they're big dudes. I don't think they're really around too long. No, oh, I, yeah. I think we get them through the end of the year. I, I feel like they're a kind of a quick flash. Me, at best until 95. At best. Yeah. Because we're going to get a lot of the Godwins, I know. We're going to get... Um, Legion of Doom, I don't think, comes back. They might squat back in and then squat back out. We're going to get the Godwins. I'm trying to think. Oh, the Godwins, I think, come in 95. Yeah, but we have them. I'm trying to think who it is. Because there's another couple, like, classical tag... T- oh, we get... Uh, we classical. get Sunny. We get Sonny and Skip and oh, the body uh, donners. The, the body donners. We I also get them first donners. though. We we get the we get Zip. Who's Zip? It's Skip, Skip. and Zip. You no, know, but Skip and Zip, right? And isn't Zip the one guy like? No, it starts with just Sonny and Skip, and then he doesn't really make it as a singles guy, so they add Zip. But Zip is really Doctor Tom Pritchard, mm-hmm. who was with the other guy. And they were a tag team for mm-hmm. a hot minute. And I forget their tag team name. The, guy, were, the guy that got in trouble and allegedly did crimes that okay. got him into jail. Yeah. Um, they were like the the body rockers or something. Yeah, because I was going to be like, know. they're not the rockers, but they're like the new rockers. or The like new, yeah. They're, from like Smoky Mountain Wrestling with Jim Cornette. Like he brings them over mm-hmm. and they're there and they have their own title that they're, oh, they're dicking man. around with. They're there in the tag team scene. Okay, now I have to look it up. And of course, it all gives way to the road dog. It all gives way to the road dog. It does. Well, we're also going to get out an Owen Hart Yokozuna tag up. No, we're going to get... We're going to get so many tag matches. I'm just trying to think off the top of my head the classical tag teams. You get your... Well, the classic ones? 
the, well, I, I consider the Steiner Brothers a classic tag team. I do too. Um, before them, you know, we had, like last year, we had Legion of Doom, which is a classic tag team. Mm-hmm. We had... I'm trying to think, you know, because I, I, don't, I don't consider, like, a couple guys that just kind of go together, like the Mega Maniacs or something. That's not really, like, classic. The tag. Heavenly Bodies. Heavenly Bodies. There it is. Mm-hmm. There it is. That's right. He does that weird gyrish. Oh. Yeah. It's not Tom Pritchard that does that. It's no, no, no. It's the no, other no. guy. Uh, Stan Lane? But what was his name? No. That wasn't him. No, no, no. Well, as we catch any some... Ho- any hoodle. As we catch some more of these Jimmy teams. Jimmy Del Rey. Jimmy Del Rey. As we catch some more of these teams, I'll uh, earmark him. He's a gigolo. Oh, earmark him. Well, we're, we're going to get Shawn Michaels Diesel at some point. They're going to be a tag team because they're going to take the titles because they're going to have all the straps. Yeah, but I thought you were talking about like traditional tag teams. I was because I was trying to think. Well, when, I, I find I come you have to the head shrinkers. You have head shrinkers. Yeah. Well, because I was going to say, I come to find that a lot of times when they don't have the a good traditional the team, the Smokies, the Steinies, they'll give the belt to like a Diesel, Shawn Michaels, or something. Like two people, like Yokozuna, Owen Hart. Or, yeah. I wasn't Owen Hart also on a tag team with uh, the Bulldog. He was, uh-huh. and they will be, but they, but they're kind of like that. I think that's more just like hard foundation taking all the belts. Mm-hmm. I like that though. I like that better in a way. I mean, I, I appreciate these old tag. Like I like the Steiners, but mm-hmm. I think it's fun when traditional. Like, yeah. They're a very traditional tag team. Yeah. So that match, we can kind of say Brothers, that that goes you know? the way most Steiner matches go, where the other guys in the ring are getting thrown around a lot. That was Barry Hardy. I just feel like it's always Scott doing all the things. Not that Rick doesn't do anything, but don't you feel like Scott's like. The lead guy. He is, right? I mean, that's usually how this stuff works, though. You know, there's got to be one guy. Like, like there's usually one guy that's the hot tag, and that's usually, I think that's like Rick with them, where he's like the guy that comes in if Scott's having a problem. But usually Scott, you know, is doing, doing more of the moves. I would say that that's fair. We have Barry Hardy, Reno Riggins. Four minutes, bing, bang, boom. No chance. That's what they had. Do you want to get into the main event, or do you want to get into a two out of three falls match? I think we got to talk about the two out of three falls match, and then we'll talk about the main event, because that is the main event, you know? So the two out of three falls match, we have Marty Jannetty, who, as we talked about before, our hiatus, he had just come back. Now, we've watched The Dark Side of the Ring since then, and it's, you know, for those that know, Marty Jannetty uh, may or may not have had some legal problems and also uh, life problems, which prevented him from being in the WWF, WWE. But he's back now. He has come back. He's ready to blaze his own trail to get that Intercontinental title. Hot take. Yes. This match is good. This match is extremely entertaining if you are open to be entertained by so we were it. It's ta- a good match. They, they work well together. I don't know. I, I was entertained. So we were talking about this, and so this show was filmed... On the same day that it aired. So it was June 21 and aired June 21. If this is a mid-car match and you're there at the taping, you're right. It's a really good match to kind of see at the taping, I felt. Mm-hmm. Now, as you mentioned to me, you're like, well, you were a Marty Jannetty fan at the time. In I his- mean, I wasn't like, you know, I didn't have his posters on my wall, but I would have, I would have been interested in watching this match more than Doink Crush, which I also... Probably enjoyed when I was a kid. But this, I was like, yeah, I want Marty to win. And the two out of three falls was unique. And they had a little feud going. And When did the incident occur in the barbershop? 
What year? Um, 90, beginning of 92. I think it actually happened in 91, but it was televised in 92. So you and you were still watching it at that point, right? I just started around then. Yeah. See, I had not really just start. I just started like around like 93, kind of the beginning of 93. So, so we I were missed like that. the same age when we really started watching, I would say, because I'm a little older. Unfortunately. Yeah, but, but but what I would say about it is that I did not have an attachment to their tag team. Yeah. So this is what I was saying to you to be like sometimes and if you you're watching did, people. You probably would have been very much a Marty fan cuz exactly. and I even like would root for him in the beginning over Sean and mm-hmm. then like and then that that started to change, but like by now I'm probably rooting for Sean just as much, but um But you have an affinity for Marty Jannetty cuz you're like all oh, the rockers got over I know him. and like yep. And yep. he's entered, I think he's a good wrestler, you know, I think he really screwed himself by uh, having so many issues, because he probably Marty could have been Marty. something, you know, pretty big, but anyway. Having said that, and the, the analogy, and the reason why we're talking about that is because it's like, I had no attachment. I remembered more silly Doink, although I do remember the original Doink, because I do remember him against Crush, and I remember the angles that they're pushing, and I remember, but Doink... It's played perfectly as a uh, homicidal John Wayne Gacy-ish so, it's type so good. clown. But yeah. he is wrestling, so it's silly, right? It's, and the, the whole idea goose shit, yeah. about the two out of three falls match and really what this angle is building towards. It's one, giving the, the people in the crowd a good match. Because it is. They work really well together. Doink takes the first fall. Marty takes the second fall. And who takes the third fall, Jen? Marty. Much to Macho Man's dismay, because again, there's two fucking doinks, right? Like, there's two doinks. This it's has okay, been going though, on now for so long. There's Macho two. Man, it's okay because Macho Man grabbed a doink and threw him in the ring, so then Earl Hebner saw the second doink and he reversed the decision. So Marty did get the W. So, so for it's those, okay. it's okay. For those keeping score in the back, Marty did actually get the win. But that's kind of what the storyline was pushing, right? And that's why you had the two out of three falls match. Mm-hmm. I feel like they went out of their way to keep showing Doink's face, get more and more paint wiped off they it. Pu- yeah, I was just going to say they purposely, obviously they purposely had one Doink with ba- barely no face paint on and the other one totally fresh. <laughs> they kept yelling, it's a fresh Doink, it's a fresh Doink. And it's one of my favorite things because even in all the video games and the appearances, there's always that extra oh, Doink. Dumb. They're like, oh, there's two Doinks. And you're like, oh, it's fun. Even in like the, the most recent... 2K game with Doink. Oh, is there two? Yeah. Oh, it's like a special move. It's like there's two Doinks. Yeah, because of course there has to be because that's what that's what this whole gimmick was. was just silliness, getting the crowd going because the crowd is screaming at the referee there's a second one or what's going on, going underneath. But I mean, in terms of the in-ring action, it's, it's pretty fun. It's entertaining. I would say I would be entertained as a young kid watching this match. I would give this match... At least a, you know, if we're going to give it out of, a, out of a five, I'd give it like a 3.5. It was fine. Yeah. It's enjoyable. And it's one of those special matches, right? How many times you get to be like, I saw a two out of three falls match. Like, that's cool. Because for yeah. the most part, when you're talking about a two out of three falls match, an Iron Man match, a last man standing match, the drama really doesn't come in until you get to the end. Right? You know? So it's like you're watching a last man standing match, for example, and that's like, you got to wait until someone counts to 10. Like, you know, it's going to take a while before someone's going to really get there. In this one, it's like that first pin happens within probably the first five, six minutes. And you're like, all right, but you know, now we got to really cheer for Marty to come back and get the third, get the next one. So we can get the third one. You know, even the Iron Man match that we get, which so many people consider such a great classical 
matchup. You keep saying classical, and I think classic. you mean to say classic. Classic. I'm just picturing violas yeah. and cello. Yeah. Yeah. Twelve piece. It's all good. <laughs> Mozart. But such a classic match, and and you know, I mean, when, yeah. we, when we get to it here in a couple of years. It really just depends on what your sensibilities are, right? If that's the kind of thing that you're looking for, if that's the kind of match that you're into, then yeah. I mean, it's definitely a classic thing. If if you want more of the drama, more of the, you know, build up, I mean, that, that match delivers that. Because, no, you know, we all know the outcome. I mean, it's just the two best dudes at the time. That's... Two best dudes taking an hour. They're like, we're going to take an hour to tell the story. And again, how the story gets told and how it all plays out. You know you're in for a crescendo at the end. And and that's what makes it pretty cool and pretty enjoyable. And that's why a two out of three falls match is good too. Because again, it keeps the crowd engaged. You get a longer match. Good for the taping. Good for TV. Yeah. Also, like with this Raw, now you get this. And this is a long match. This is almost 20 21 minutes. minutes. Yeah. yeah. So you get this match in the middle. You also get to see... You, get, you find out that the Steiners are the new tag team champs. And they mm-hmm. come out. And that's exciting. But then you get the headlining match. Razor Ramon versus one two three like this is like now this is a, a match, pretty good raw at the time I would say the Razor Ramon one two three kid match is a match we've been building towards and we've been circling around now week after week Razor Ramon's been offering the stick man more money more money more money Chico more money stick bad finally up to ten thousand dollars which he brings out to the ring ten thousand dollars brought out to the ring they engage in their match. Jen, tell everybody what the fuck goes down in this match. <laughs> what, that that the one, two, three kid just grabs the money and leaves? 100%. This match is going on for a couple minutes. It's like a five minute match. Maybe less. Because there it's is probably five some minutes, pom- 14 seconds. Well, I, my, my counter <laughs> says 531, but there is some pomp and okay. circumstance probably beforehand. Long story short, when the, when the one, two, three kid thinks, oh man... He's going to get me. Takes the money. Runs. Referee still counts. Razor chases after him. There's a car waiting for him. Gets in the car. Takes off. The announcers are losing their shit. Like, he took the money and ran. He took the money and ran. And that's exactly what he did. Took the money. I like and it. And ran. Because, I love it. Because he never said, I'll give you this money if you beat me. Mm-hmm. If you complete a match with me. Mm-hmm. To one of us getting pinfold. No. It was just, if you show up for this match, I'll give you $10,000. And that's what he did. And he took that money and he left. And I I respect. What I, I love the most about this is it blurred the lines, in my opinion, of a heel and a face. Because what he does, one, two, three, kid, clearly a face. What he does is such a heel move. He's like, I'm done. He does something to harken back to Ted DiBiase and IRS. Mm-hmm. Like, he's just like, I'm fucking out. You right. know, like, a, like, I'm just, I'm out. I'm done with this. But you accept it because he's really young and you're like, oh, he's just a kid and you don't want, we, we don't want to see Razor just squish him. Right. So like you, you're like, oh yeah, get out of here. You know, yeah. You're, you're like, go, take the money and go. You're like, thing. you're yeah. like, he beat the system. He figured out how yep. to do it. He gamed the system. He got the money and he got out. And so Jen, do you think this is the end of this feud? I do not. And that I is why. I do not think so. To go back to the earlier reference, that's why she's a lot of heavy petting. Okay. Like we didn't really get, get the match. I get it. I get we didn't really get the whole thing. We're going to get the whole thing. Right? We're going to get the whole shebang. Everybody's going to go all the way. Just not tonight. Not tonight. <laughs> Thanks, Meatloaf. <laughs> that's what I try to do. 
In terms of commentary, I did not dive too deep into the commentary on the Raw because I had seen and heard a lot of the jokes for a long time. There wasn't a lot of Troutmans. Remember we had a... <laughs> remember we had a, a Troutman issue last year with Mr. Perfect and Vince McMahon when they kept doing uh, fish jokes and fishing jokes. We're going to be on the lookout for all those dad jokes. We're going to count dad jokes and we're going to report back yeah, on... I think I'm going to throw get. these on while I'm working so that I can just listen to it while not really looking at it. And then I'll hear more. I want to mm-hmm. try that, too. Watch and then listen, I think, is a good way to go about it. Yeah. Anything else you want to add right now about where <sighs> we're going, what we're doing, and how we're going to approach? Well, we're getting ready for SummerSlam. That's the we next are. thing. I mean, we're still talking about the King of the Ring. So there's nothing announced for SummerSlam yet. The next thing coming is the Stars and Stripes situation. Challenge. A challenge on the 4th of July. So, I mean, that's what we get coming in. I know that you're excited about that. I remember seeing that as a kid. Me too. And I remember thinking, like, the funny part is, like, we've been talking recently. We've been talking to my sister. We've talked with some people just randomly about random conversations about, you know, different wrestlers and different things. So we're recording this episode early January 2024. A lot of discussion about what's going on in current WWE. So, you know, you have The Rock, who has just maybe made a proclamation that he wants to go and challenge Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns has been a champion for a couple years. And there's just, like, discussion about Hulk Hogan. And you think, when I think to myself, like, this, it was the wrestling I saw as a kid. And I'm like, man, Lex Luger was, like, larger than life, right? Because of the Mm -hmm. stuff they build up with the Stars and Tribes Challenge. So they've been doing this forever. They know how to build characters. Whether they're building a villain or they're building, you know, a healer face, a villain or a hero. But it's what the person does when they get the spotlight that matters. Because I remember being like, wow, Lex Luger, right? Which, spoiler alert for something that happened 30 plus years ago, right? With the Stars and Stripes Challenge. Or what may happen. But where that goes is it still ends up at Bret Hart's door. Because he's just a better wrestler. And he's just a better better face, right? He just, he is. Yeah. And so it's about what you can bring out of the character. Well, and Diesel, too. Because, I mean, from what I've read, the books and articles I've read, that, like, Vince wanted Lex Luger to be mm-hmm. the next child. Like, he wanted him to be the guy. And it just, it didn't really work. No, as a kid. But. It didn't work. Then he saw Diesel, like wrestle and he was like it's gonna be him because he's another big dude but diesel i don't know people consider him one of the worst champions of this time i don't really feel that way like he's had the belt long like the longest amount of time in the 90s like he but he was definitely more like likable like people rooted for him more than lex luger like he was definitely more of a that star, like that kind. I mean, and I know Lex Luger in WCW was much bigger and was a champion and all that stuff. So I'm not. No, no, and I'm not. I'm not putting him down because Lex Luger was a huge part of of at least this early part to hook me in because I'm like, this is this larger than life guy that can do this thing. But I, I, I think that they just went too too quick to to flip him because I feel like he was so much more interesting as a heel. Like he just. Right? Like, then they tried to make him this All-American. It just was so boring. If you, if you had to ask me, as somebody that's watching it now and somebody that's watching it, you know, later, when you're a heel and you're unbeatable and you have a gimmick and you have a thing, 
you could hold on to that for a long time. Like, even with Roman Reigns' current run, like, Roman Reigns' current run that he's having right now has to do more with the psychological aspect of him using every heel trick in the book to his advantage and having the bloodline and having them there to help him mm -hmm. win is what makes that work. Like, the thing about it, though, is that, like, he's not out here doing these technical wrestling performances when he's doing these things he's having these like mega matches and when he has these matches it's a big deal it's a lot of pop a lot of circumstance with lex luger back in the 90s when they turn him he's when you're a face you have to be able to wrestle because you have to be able to pull out all the stops he to beat the champion you just can't really do that i think he's... he had the unstoppable heel move mm -hmm. which he could have made work forever if he was a bad heel of just you know, the whole motorcycle elbow And they elbow didn't even thing. talk about that in the Superstars episode on the like that we just talked about. Like, he was there. He wrestled a squash match. But, like, he wasn't even wearing the protective arm thing. Like, mm -hmm. that's just disappeared now because now they're going to turn him face mm -hmm. and we're going to pretend that wasn't a thing, right? Right, because like that. that's such a perfect, like, built-in so, yeah, perfect so gimmick. And then you're like, well, yeah, but if I get you with that, that's it. Mm -hmm. And so you're always on the lookout for that. And you can always come from any angle. Because that's the thing with Roman Reigns, right? His Superman punch and his spear. They just kind of come from whatever angle. Spear's And it cool. makes it pretty cool. Yeah, it makes it really... I mean, other people have done it, obviously, beforehand. But it makes it cool... And it makes it fun. And it's just one of those things that you're like, it was there. And I feel like maybe just trying to turn him into a face was just... Because, again, you're talking about... It was about, too soon. Like, I could see a world where you could do it. But, like, they're just... I don't know. When I think of my heroes, I think... <laughs> Francis I, loves to shove the... Muscles in America. Yeah. Shove it down well, your throat. I mean, he's easy enough. <laughs> Two but favorite things. I always think, especially, you know, what makes a good a good face, and this is something we're going to watch, especially as we keep going forward and we get towards, you know, and we barrel towards... Survivor Series 97, what makes a good face and what makes a good heel? And Shawn Michaels has it in the sense that Shawn Michaels, as a heel, has a great move that can kind of come whenever, but he also had, like, his superpowers, his ability to just keep getting back up, right? Otherwise, you want to heal, you know, because he's like a hero in that sense, right? Like a face, he just keeps coming, right? He keeps coming at you. Otherwise, you want a guy like Diesel where you're like, how is anybody going to beat that guy? That guy's so much bigger than everybody else. And I yeah. think that's what makes him such a good Or even like Yokozuna. Like, or Yokozuna. Who, this is, who could it, take that guy down? It starts right here. Who's going to take yeah. that guy down? But once someone does, it's supposed to give them instant fame. And I think having it be the way that it is, yes, it worked for nine-year-old me, 10-year-old me, you know, 11-year-old me. It worked for that instance. But then you have to have did the you, chops. But did you root for him? Like, did you root for him for a long time after? No, I rooted for Bret Hart. Exactly. And a roof for Bret Hart because he was the underdog. And if they had him do that as a heel, and I know that we don't like to do heel things with other heels, but like if they had Lex do that as the heel, I think it would have been way more powerful. And like, But he's still a heel in my eyes right now. That's the point. He's still a heel. He's a heel right now, but come July 4th, they, they turn him. In two weeks, and he's, he's a face. driving around in a... The Lex Express. Yeah, in a fucking America bus. Like, I don't know what... But what move is he going to do? Like, what does he do? Like, Bret Hart's out here trying to do a sharpshooter. Yeah. doing. You know, and he's Bret got Hart his, his also moves. He's got his always gets up. Like, always. always. And that's the thing about the hero. You want your hero to always get mm -hmm. back up. And you're like, I don't... You know? Yeah. That's why I never really understood, or, you know, we've talked about, but that's why it's like with Tatanka. A couple more moves, a couple more things. Maybe some things went his way. Because he did have, as a kid, he evoked that, like, I want the guy to get back up. You always want Me the guy too. to get back up. I wonder up. if he just appealed to kids a lot, because I liked him a lot when I was a kid, too. I don't know. I don't know. He did I don't... I feel like it just ends 
with that. Like he doesn't do good promos really. So it doesn't he doesn't doesn't feel like you really know the dude. You know what I mean? Like Well, you have to be given an opportunity. And I think yeah, I, I think maybe that's, he wasn't given a good opportunity to do promos. Or, or maybe he was, but I think in the eyes of the viewer, you have to be given that opportunity and I just I, I can't say. I could say as a viewer, I'd always be like, oh like that's Tatanka. Mm-hmm. But when you look at where the you look at what happens in the nineties and people can take it for what it's worth, you know, when it comes to this stuff. And we'll, we'll kind of end on this note here now, which is a little bit different than what we've done before uh, in that we've, this is more of a free-flowing conversation, which I, which I like a little bit to kind of go through everything. But in the 90s, you end up having these like really classic divisions, right? So you have the Intercontinental Championship and you're going to have Razor Ramon who's going to have it and you're going to have Shawn Michaels who's going to have it and you're going to have them going against each other. And it's going to be like a classic circle right when they get to that awesome ladder match and they do some of these awesome things and then on the heavyweight side you have a bret hart and a yokozuna and a lex luger challenging that then a diesel and a bret hart and you and then you add in owen hart when you get that dynamic that you have these storylines and and through lines built in where are you going to insert tatanka i just can't imagine tatanka Shawn michaels in that ladder match i mean that ladder match was built for those two guys that in real life are best of friends that were doing this all the time and workshopping this and love to work with each other. And you could tell because the story they tell, even now watching it, when you know how it's going to end, is still awesome. It's almost like they bring the intercontinental feud and like the mid card stuff to it's almost like another headlining. Mm-hmm. Like it's almost another headliner. Like they 100%. make it so good, you know. 100%. And then that's, and then again, that's going to give way to my man Goldust. Right, yes. we're gonna see him and his shenanigans with Razor Ramon, Jeff Jarrett, There's right? A bunch of Jeff Jarretting too. And then eventually it'll fade a little, and then you'll get you know Stone Cold having it, The Rock having it, these guys having it. And again, it's because of the presence of the wrestler that like where Triple you know H. presence of Triple H, absolutely Triple H before that, but it's their presence that makes it matter because you're like okay, now this now there's stakes. These guys are gonna go at it for this belt, even though the belt is the second level belt, right? Savio Vega. He gets it, Savio Vega. I don't know. I'm just saying. I'm just saying names now. Oh, I'm like, wow, Savio Vega. That's true. I don't think he. Don't Portuguese think he man of war is coming. Quang. Well. <laughs> Quang, you don't remember Quang? I remember Quang. You're just getting crazy. My man Quiche. Quiche, he's there. Quiche is there. Yeah, but he's he's gonna he's gonna be repackaged a couple times. So that is that is it. We're gonna earmark this now. Yeah, we we're gonna we're gonna say goodbye. We're gonna say goodbye. We're gonna come. We're gonna come a little more prepared next week. I thought we were pretty good. I think we're pretty good, but I'm just saying. If you like what you hear, shoots and ladders wherever you listen to your podcast. Like, subscribe, rate. The more of you that do that, the more time and energy we can put in to bringing you wonderful content. We can spend so much time just watching old wrestling. Right, but then we also have to come in here and talk about it. So the thing is, if people like it, we'll talk to them about it. No, I know. I'm saying they will be giving us the ability to do this even more. Exactly. And the more we do it, the more entertainment you get. So we all win. Win-win. Yeah. And next week, join us when I read the back of another random wrestling figure. Okay. And we get into... uh, I'm here for it. June 26th and June 24th of 1993. Season 3. The train rolls on. Jen... See you next week. Bye.